When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeez. Lafondra looking to get caught side of Fon. Lafondra away from David. 3 1 running. Three points running. Hello. Welcome to the Unpack Royals podcast, supported by Blue Collar Street Food. I'm Alex, your host, here to talk through a one all draw against Fleetwood. Matt, it's a long way to go when the opposition equalised in the 95th minute, but it does extend Reading's unbeaten streak to six games it does um just bloody frustrating isn't it i'm waiting for that last minute <clears throat> that last minute ecstasy for us this season it seemingly is um only heartache for reading this season in uh 85 90 plus minutes um a very very long way to go though it will come at some point i'm sure it we'll we'll, we'll get there um and paul it's it's another game where reading kind of extend their unbeaten run as I said and it's now one just one loss in 13 and moved four points clear of relegation with Port Vale not playing last night so it's yeah really I mean, well maybe not all positive but there's a lot of positives no I mean yeah of course it's not all positives because we can see this so late on uh from a one could say a contentious goal at best but you know if you would have told us a few months ago in November that we'd be in this position We've been 16th in the league. We'd be four points clear. We'd take that. You know, we can't worry about the games in hand for other clubs. We just take the points that we've got. So not ideal, but not a disaster by a long way. So we lined up yesterday, Paul, with two changes. Sam Smith out and Andy Eardham out, which is, you know, I think probably two players that if you were trying to pick a first 11 at the minute, Neither of the two you would want to to be replacing, really. Um, obviously, we've got Wing and Aziz, who were going to be difficult to replace as well. But I feel like Smith is so integral, and we, we discussed it on Saturday's podcast, just to the style of play. Um, Big Kelvin came in up front, and we did have Dorset playing at left back and Mola playing at right back to begin the game. That didn't last very long. We'll come on to it. But... Hopefully those injuries aren't too serious. It seems like Sellers kind of indicated that neither of them are going to be out for very long. But with the amount of games, maybe it's a you know maybe it's not surprising that we're starting to see some rotation. Yeah, um, the whole press without Smith is just totally different. Um, Kelvin. I would have liked to have seen him take his chance yesterday. You know, he had a real opportunity to play in his favoured position, play up front, you know, against a struggling Fleetwood team. Yes, they've obviously been good of good in the last couple of games. But, yeah, the if you wanted to keep one player fit in the team, it would probably be Smith, right, and keep him in the team for, the, for, for every game. It would probably be Smith, or I'd probably be picking Smith right now. Some might choose wings, some, some might choose Aziz, but... It just gives you a different feel when you're kind of going to the stage. And when I saw that Smith wasn't in the team, I'm not going to lie. 
I was then just thinking if we can get a draw here, I'd be happy, you know, nil nil or something or one one, you know, I'd be I'd be happy with that. That's kind of what it does when Smith isn't in the team, I feel. It's yeah. And then Yeardham as well, obviously he'd been playing really, really well of late. Kind of got a makeshift kind of back line then at that point. Yeah, it, it it just changes the whole feel walking to the ground at that point. The one thing with um, Yeardham obviously being out is that you get Dorset at left back Paul and, and Mola at right back yesterday. That kind of only lasted about three minutes before Dorset went down very early on. Uh, it looked like he was going in for a block as the, the ball was coming across from the um, Fleetwood right-hand side and he went down, you know, you could hear his scream from the away end, definitely went down a lot of pain and kind of hobbled off with the physios. I don't imagine that's going to be something that he's going to be fit for Saturday. Um, so the hope has to be that Yeardon is going to be back by Saturday so that we can kind of slot Mola in at left back and put Yeardon back in a right back because a briefer came on. and I don't think he was bad yesterday, but I feel like against Portsmouth, we're probably going to want Yeardon in at right back and not, you know, not an inexperienced Calvin Abrifa. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like it. Um, Yidham seems to have a swollen knee. Um, Sam Smith seems to be shin splints. Ruben uh, mentioned that after the match last night. So I think both of them probably will be available. Um, it's a shame for Dorset, isn't it? Because I think he's done. I think he's done pretty well. He hasn't lit up the team or anything, but he's solid enough. Um, Definitely when you look back at all the problems we've had at left-back throughout the season until he came in, he's easily been the best option, I'd say. Yeah, I think I agree. He's he's not had any, you know, shockers of games, certainly at left-back. So that's, uh, you know, a real shame if he's going to be out for any kind of extended period. But, I mean, it's going to give somebody like Kelvin Abrifa, you know, a decent chance to be able to get some minutes and hopefully he can grab it with both hands. The... Really was only kind of one good chance, I think, to be honest, Matt, in the first half, both sides. Fleetwood's um, Jaden Stockley having a header kind of around about the penalty spot after 20 minutes or so. It was a kind of not a free header, but it was a very uncontested header at the back post, which got knocked back over to the penalty spot and, and Stockley headed straight at David Button. I think Stockley Stockley headed it across the box. It was number twenty that um, uh, I can't remember his name on 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 Chira or something. Um, headed it, yeah. It was a good good save, good save by Button. Good good reflexes, but straight at him. It, it, I mean, I think it got to forty minutes, and both teams had only had one shot though. All half, I think our our, our shot came from was it was it was it Harvey Nibs? It, it was a header at the back post again. And just ballooned over. It was it was one of those games where you think uh, uh, we've just driven just over five hours. We've seen two shots in forty minutes. It, <laughs> um, it wasn't it wasn't, wasn't a classic. high quality that first half. No, don't get me wrong. The weather wasn't helping. It was really crap weather, uh, which you couldn't tell from the. You really couldn't tell it was bad weather when we stood underneath the terrace. To be honest, because of the way the light kind of like shines down. You couldn't tell until you looked upwards into the floodlight that it was raining that badly. Can I have a fish and chip assessment though from Matt? Because I know he was building this up massively before. He was very excited. Given he dropped half of it on the floor. I mean... Oh, no. That's harsh. That's harsh. Um, No, the hybrid chippy, very good chip shop. Um, I was looking forward to it. I'd heard good things. 
and it was very good. It was very good. And it was very well, actually, it was, it was apparently very busy. Um, but it was probably the quietest chip shop I've ever seen on a match day, given that it was literally <laughs> must have been one seven step people in there. Yeah. <laughs> it was it it was just as you were waiting alex and, and i think a local came and they're like it's very busy in here and it's like it's match day and it was like there was 10 people there but very very good establishment credit to fleetwood by the way because it is actually quite a nice little setup you can park i mean we parked 50 meters from the away end for free on the street it's a nice little ground really um you know it's, it's not old trafford or anything but it wasn't bad you know quite quite a nice little place really um so yeah wouldn't 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 be against going back to Fleetwood if it wasn't quite so far away um yeah the first half as you said very you know very little quality very little end product from either team um we're going to the second half and I think the second half the opening moments of the second half Matt I think Reading started to you know turn the turn the screws a bit yeah, we've seen this, haven't we, a few times now where kind of things have been slower in the first half and we've picked up in the second half or had slow starts. Now we've had a slow 15, 20 minutes. Um, we started to really get more of a foot on the ball. That was the that was half the problem in the first half. We just couldn't keep our foot on the ball. You know, I, I, I can't remember what the possession stats were in the first half, but um, I can't imagine that they would have been 50-50, um, to be honest, which... They was disappointing. Yeah. Were they actually? Yeah, oh, that's that's really surprising. Have that's really surprising. Um, but but yeah, like you just need the team sometimes to just slow things down and just get the foot on the ball and just relax a bit. Um, we started coming coming forward a bit, obviously attacking the terrace and that. Um, and obviously started to to fashion a couple of good chances. I know. Well, you had that one. With with the uh, Makara and Eabishman who kind of got in each other's way um, a bit, but the game also started to open up a bit because for what I say that Reading got back into the game a bit, Alex Fleetwood started to push forward a bit as well, and obviously it had a had a couple of chances. Yeah, the Fleetwood um, the main Fleetwood chance came from a header. Um, I'm not even sure it was. A design shot but it was a header which went straight at button and buttons kind of pushed it downwards to take any power off or power of sting off the ball um and, and try and fall onto it but the fleetwood players kind of followed in from his header which was quite from you know quite close range maybe four or five yards out and as he's kind of slid into button who obviously doesn't have hold of the ball button has then tried to grab the ball he's grabbed it maybe moved backwards across the line. I'm not really sure. It's like the replays are really inconclusive. You can't really tell uh, whether he's gone across the line or not. The fleet players, some of them seem to think it has. And this was at nil-nil, maybe about 53, 54 minutes in. So it would have been a big big game changer, Paul, if that had, you know, that had been given. Um, so probably one which was in our favour there yesterday. Yeah, I think they'd like to have thought it had gone over the line. But if you look back at it, I don't think it has. You know, I'm going to put on my blue and white blinkers here completely. You know, and then I'm going to slag off the ref later. But um, uh, it's very, yeah. very close either way, isn't it? Very yeah, close. it is. It is. Goal line technology, bring it in. That's what I say. Far. Do the whole lot. We needed it last night. Massively. <laughs> 
yeah, I think we kind of we could have done without goal line technology, but could have done with VAR later in the game. So you know, it's uh, arguments for both or arguments for neither, however you want to look at it. Um, yeah, the the goal which Makari scored, as, as you alluded to, Matt, uh, he this was the first I feel like real moment that Kelvin got in behind the the Fleetwood defence. Um, you know, a few times we tried to play it in on the ground towards Kelvin. And the ball in to him was was not good, and you know it was either too short or too far ahead of him, and it, it, he never really had the ball kind of played into his feet on the run. And the first time he does take the ball, um, and he's about what twenty five yards from goal at this point, Makaru kind of swoops in and takes the ball off his feet, and obviously he's then offside because he's in front of Kelvin when he takes the ball off him. Um, which was incredibly frustrating because I think Calvin would have been through on goal if he'd done this. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were both through on goal. I mean, Makari could have could have run to the side, op- offered up an option to to pass around the goalkeeper. Um, <clears throat> you know, instead he decided to kind of try and nab the ball off Kelvin's toes. It was it was just so frustrating watching it because you could see it happening as well. Um, like like the way that Makari kind of saw things in front of him and. I kind he of think with Kelvin into Kelvin, didn't he? Like he didn't. It it almost didn't look like he meant to do it. It just happened almost by accident. That he won the ball off him. I don't know. I don't know. It was yeah. Like it's really frustrating either way because you just think like 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 say Kelvin's Kelvin's through on goal there. It's probably the actually, well it it was I think the the first proper chance he actually got with the ball at his feet. Um, I kind of feel like. Yesterday is very similar to kind of what Sam Smith has been kind of getting, you know, the last few weeks though as well. You know, we we haven't been getting really any service to the striker, you know, at all the last few weeks. And that's been the real, I guess that's been a part of the frustration um, watching over the past few weeks. You know, it's been, been good. We've been getting results, but we need to get more service to the striker because, you know, yesterday... Kelvin isn't as effective pressing as Smith. You know, I guess we saw that yesterday. He's a bit slower. Um, Smith, I think, has a bit more instinct. Um, you know, around that, he, he's been around for longer, right? So he's gonna he's gonna be able to lead that press better. Uh, but the first time that Kelvin gets it, it's nabbed off his feet. You know, and you could tell Kelvin's frustration straight after. You know, he wasn't. It's not not like he was throwing his arms up and everything. You know, and shouting at Makaru, but he was frustrated. You know, I think it was a real frustrating kind of day for him. The one, thing that, the one thing that yesterday really highlighted to me was that the style that we're trying to play with that one striker, and I mean, he was playing against three centre-backs yesterday, so it was going to be difficult, but the style that we're trying to play really doesn't suit, uh, you know, Kelvin up front on his own. Not he, not, not, not with how little service they get, like, I mean, because... He's, yeah, he's just not quite got the... I don't know what it is, but he just doesn't quite have the, like, physicality, I think, to play there on his own. Well, the problem the problem is obviously like like we 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 do actually you know we 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 play a mixture of kind of you know long balls into the channel and long balls up to Kelvin up top and Kelvin to be fair I'm not sure he won one header really at all like against the defenders um you know and that that's that's going to be a problem when you know you're you're needing him to kind of come in and try and win that knockdown or win win the flick on and or just try and bring others into play you know I guess you know the the midfielders and kind of wingers might need to, I guess, come closer to Kelvin. But if Kelvin's not winning the ball, you know, he's got, 
he's, he's going to be redundant anyway. Because but I think what last night highlighted to me was that his talents at the moment are really suited to playing out wide, where he can keep the ball under close control and he's able yeah. to help the transition more, mm-hmm. um, and actually you know push the ball forwards. Whereas when he's asked to hold the game up and bring players into play, it's it's not his main strength at the minute. Um, you know, maybe maybe he can develop that, but at the minute that isn't that isn't his main strength. So I don't know if he's really the the, the ideal replacement for Smith. We'll obviously come on to, to wherever he came on later on. But um we ended up getting the first goal pull from Lewis Wing. And he started the move with a pass to Femi Aziz, which was like a cross field diagonal ball from inside his own own half. Aziz picks it up on the right hand side kind of holds up the wing back and then plays it back to I think it's Savage who then lays it off to wing and it's a great finish from wing kind of curling effort from about 20 yards into the top corner yeah quality finish isn't it and like you say the pass before to Aziz was really good nice and controlled there from Aziz to pass about didn't rush didn't try and cross it didn't try and have a steady shot or anything which is what he gained the last few months Savage does the right thing, but it's all down to wing. I mean, the goalie's got no chance there at all. And the way he goes and celebrates with the fans. And I like in the video how Aziz just falls over, basically, and is celebrating on the ground. <laughs> that is, it shows it how much he means Aziz when that goal went in. Yeah. No, no. I mean, you could see um, Wing talking about the fans and afterwards in the video that the club put out. Saying that they've been fantastic. And I don't think it was one of those, oh, I have to say this. I think he genuinely meant it because at the end they said to him, oh, what would you say to the fans about coming out to any other games on the Saturday, you know, the games coming up at the Medeski? And he went, well, they're coming out already. (laughs) You know, so I think that says a lot about what the players think of him and they really appreciate it. But yeah, sometimes he's absolute class. He's too good for this league at moments, isn't he? Can we just have some appreciation for the pass? I mean, like the 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 pass that sets it all off from wing, that's what he brings. You know, like and I talk about, you know, these long balls into the channels and kind of, you know, up, up, up to Smith and stuff, but those those kind of slightly crossfield kind of like diagonals into the channel to Aziz and to Eabishman or Makari, they're they're really effective at the moment, you know. Um, but just the weight of pass, the ping on it, it's just a sensational pass. And then I mean, just how he caresses the ball into the net. I mean, I'll be honest, being there, I was just to the left um, uh, of, of 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 the goal-looking keeper side. So I was the side that it went in. I thought it was. I thought it had gone wide. It took me about half a second, a second to actually realise that it had actually nestled in the le- net. I definitely leant over to the left-hand side, thinking it was coming straight, basically straight at us <laughs> from where Wing had hit it. There must um, have been so much spin on it and so much curl. It's the just end, it, yeah, it, it very it has a very very late curl on it. Yeah. Uh, that goal, but yeah, when, when, when he's goal. on it though, when when wings on it, he is just sensational. You know that that goal is just well, I I, I know Aziz has kind of made the great run and you know Savage passed back to him, but that's all Lewis wing that goal. It is sensational. What had more late swing, Roberto Carlos? For France against, uh, for Brazil against France, <laughs> Le Tournois or Lewis Wing last night. I mean, it's a tough one, isn't it? Close. It's got, it's close. It's got to be close. <laughs> After the goal, we had uh, we had one more moment where um, Kelvin goes through on goal, Paul. We get, he wins the ball himself, I think, from a, it's kind of passed. He wins the ball from himself, kind of in a 50 50 challenge. Goes through on goal, one on one against the keeper. And, 
think he just he makes the completely incorrect decision here. He really should put the ball across the keepers, kind of across the keeper, and instead he's tried to put it in at the keeper's near side where there's nowhere near enough space, and the keeper's made a reasonable save. It's not like it's you know a terrible effort by Kelvin or anything, but he's just made completely the wrong choice, unfortunately. Um, and it could have been two 0 here and, and game over. Yeah, that would have been game over, wouldn't it? When he gets the ball, initially he has a bit of a poor touch. He goes a little bit away from him, but he regains that. So he's got it controlled. He's got it where he wants, probably. Maybe the pitch isn't ideal, but, you know, I think there, this is when you want a little bit of composure and slotting it in the correct side. And he needs to go to the opposite side that he's gone. I'm sure he knows that. He's aware of that. He's a player... He hasn't scored for a while, has he? So he's beginning to feel those moments when he's getting them because he, he just hasn't had many. But I guess you have to take it with Kelvin, don't you? You're not expecting him to bang in 15 goals a season, but you just want him to get that one there. You go home with the three points because there's no way I could see Fleetwood getting two goals. And You're, you're not you're not expecting 15 goals from him, but you got to expect him to take that chance. You know, it's 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 one on one. It's to make it's to just finish the game, and it's just it's straight at the goalkeeper. It's true, yeah, but we've seen know, Smith it, miss chances like that as well. So it's not just him. We so. we have, yeah. But it's just one of those. It's one of those things where whichever striker is up there, you need them to score there. Whoever it is, yeah. I, I don't think it matters whether it was Kelvin or Smith or if it, Aziz had got that chance. Like you need. You need that to go in um, because that that would have killed the game off completely. And I mean, Fleetwood for the last ten minutes or so put us under a lot of pressure. Paul, um, we made a couple of subs with with about five minutes to go. Wareham came on that with um, Craig and Mon Louis both Mon Louis and Wareham both in their league debut. Um, Wareham I thought looked quite good when he came on. Mm. Had some good touches. It was a nuisance. Yeah, he, he put himself about, um, looked quite good when he came off the bench, was, was you know, suitably impressed for the five minutes he was on the field. Um, definitely think he, you know, has a case to want more minutes, but, you know, in the upcoming fixtures. Mon Louis played at right back when he came on for Kelvin Abrifa, which probably isn't his favourite position, given he's a centre-back. Um, and I'll be honest, I think he just looked a little bit, you know, nervous and panicked and maybe throwing him in at one nil up wasn't the best idea yeah um it, it the weird thing is that like obviously we're talking about this afterwards and it's the game's over but results wise is what we're looking at but actually it did feel kind of comfortable although Fleetwood were throwing a lot at us up until those substitutions it did feel quite comfortable they they hadn't really created anything since the goal um so I could kind of understand the logic, but it didn't work. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I think it's 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 a difficult one. And like, I know it was his first league start for for oh, actually no, not his first league start, but his first in quite some time for for a briefer. But I never really felt that he was actually that troubled. I thought he actually played really quite well. I know it's a like there's a lot of demand on the fullbacks, and maybe he was blowing a bit and. You know, maybe you know it would have been better just to have you know brought him off for for for, for the final five minutes, get a bit of, bit more energy, a bit more physicality out wide. But with with Mon Louis, he just kept drifting centrally. You know, which I guess you can only ex- expect from you know a young centre back who's played centre back for most of his most of his career. But 
even when they scored the goal, you kind of see him drifting centrally. Um, and that opens up the space on the outside, which then let a player be free after obviously Ben Elliott slices it. Um, and obviously then then led to the goal. But it was just really frustrating. Wareham, though, I was really, really kind of, um, or well, not, not really impressed, but just, you know, he, I feel like he can do a job off the bench. You know, I think we've got a relatively good, you know, backup striker there, you know, who can come on for 10, 15 minutes, put himself about, be a real nuisance. Um, it's really good to see that because obviously, you know, we're, we're a little bit short on numbers, you know, as we all know, kind of one injury as last night kind of proved really changes us as a team. Yeah, it would um, definitely be good to see more of Wareham. I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it feels like maybe he's closer to Sam Smith than Kelvin is in terms mm. of style of play. So just on, 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 on the goal though, how much did this remind you of um, Preston away? Because like the more I watch this and the more I kind of think it, like I know, I know that was sliced out for a corner, but just it's another slice in the last minute that then yeah, like, so we're just what, 90, Preston. I think we're at 94 40 uh with five minutes of injury time and Elliot the ball comes across the area in the left hand side Elliot's on the from our right hand side and Elliot's on the left hand side and in defense any ball comes across to him after a shot and it's cleared um and he slices it and he slices it up into the air and it goes backwards into the area which is just ridiculous as you say Matt it, it reminds reminds us all of uh the, the Tyrese Fauna kind of slice against Preston last season and and Paul the the ball ends up going back out to their left hand side um who and the I think it's the left back gets a cross in on his right foot and the goal looks offside like let's be honest it looks the the first the initial header the the player who I don't know who it is but the player who headers it um looks offside the goal scorer definitely isn't offside, offside. But... i think it is offside isn't it he's about two yards offside <laughs> i think he's i mean it looks like he's inside the six yard box and the defenders are outside the six yard box so uh, like i don't really see any argument for the, the, the initial header being offside um the the goal scorer obviously wasn't but it doesn't really matter if like you know if you can't keep it out it's like it's going to end in that in that way and I think it was disappointing, obviously, to concede late on like that. Um, but, you know, some sense of perspective would carry on the unbeaten run despite that. And you just hope that it doesn't wreck momentum. Yeah, I think there's I just... multiple issues there, isn't there? There's this shank, which I think comes from the uh, Fleetwood shot, which puts spin on it. And I think he completely makes a mess of it. Mon Louis could do better on the header. The referees had a nightmare there, but, you know. I'm not going to like whine about it, but it's just unfortunate, isn't it? And you don't want that in the last minute. Um, I don't think Button could do anything more about the header because it's from such close range. Um, we've actually defended it okay because he is offside. So it's really hard to criticise quite a lot of it. Um, but we've still considered the 95th minute. It's Sometimes this is going to happen. Um, the fact is we haven't done this for the last 15 games or so. We haven't conceded in the last 15 minutes. So, you know, it, it's not a trend. And at some point, Alex, as you said earlier, we will have our moment when we are the person that scores late on. That would be lovely, wouldn't it, Matt? It would be, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's just frustrating because like, I know some people obviously were looking at 
Elliot yesterday, obviously for not tracking, you know, the centre back that then taps in at the far post. But that that has all that's all actually come from actually the defensive line actually holding a very good line and catching, you know, their striker offside by two yards. You know, so it's it's one of those which like the way it plays out, you can't actually do anything about it because the centre back's got to run. You know, Button has done well to stop it. You think just put it anywhere but there you know it's but like like you say he's done very well to stop it from all of what four yards you know you're kind of just like it's just all come from that offside and it's just so frustrating so frustrating because you think like yeah like that 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 win would have been massive it's not the end of the world you know would a draw have probably been fair yesterday of course yeah Reading weren't brilliant yesterday. You know, it's probably one of one of the poorer performances we've had, you know, of recent time. But every week's not going to be, you know, liquid football, champagne football, etc. You know, but depends if you ask Eric or not, because he it did does depend if you ask Eric. Yeah. Football. <laughs> um, but we, yeah, we end we end the night in sixteenth place, four points clear of relegation because Port Bell didn't play. Um, Charlton only managed to draw. Shrewsbury ended up conceding in the last minute as well to get a draw. Uh, Cambridge lost. I think Wickham lost last night as well. So, you know, there's lots of not positives, but there's like lots of reasons not to be too too downbeat about last night. Ultimately, I think. Um, I think it's more it's more frustrating just yeah. because of it's the ninety or well, what was it ninety four forty five when it went yeah, in. It, it was literally fifteen seconds and it was offside. It's not the end of the world. It's frustrating, but you know we, we move on. We know we've all got. To, we know we've got two big home games next week, and those are the ones which are going to be, you know, critical to critical to the rest of the season against Port Bell and Shrewsbury at home. And I think you know we've got to be targeting four points as an absolute minimum at those two games, if not six points. Really, um, if you get six points from those two, it's going to be very difficult to see Reading going down. And four points is going to be a very very bit long way to to going towards that as well. So. Um, before that, we've got Portsmouth away though on Saturday against the league leaders, who've you know only lost four games this season. So that's going to be a difficult one to to take three points from, I think, on Saturday, Paul. But we go there with a little bit of hope, given that we did you know go two 0 up against Portsmouth earlier in the season. So yeah, definitely with Smith and Yidden back, you feel that you've got an opportunity to get at least a point there. We'll see how it goes. Portsmouth obviously a good team, top of the league, and. You know, we're in February now, so there's no fluke, is it? Um, I'm optimistic. I think it's, we're the kind of team at the moment that can get a draw at Fleetwood and then all of a sudden get a win at Pompey. It's completely illogical, but just you just feel something like that could happen. And if if that happens, wow, it would be amazing. But it's going to be very, very, very tough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I can't see us getting a win, but you never know. Like Matt's got Matt's got a preview with the the Portsmouth podcast coming up later this week, so hopefully he'll be able to shed some light on how tough it will actually be. Yeah, it is, I mean it's looking like a really tough game, you know. Especially recently, you look at their form five five wins in five wins in six. It's yeah, you know, if we can get anything there. I'd be very, very happy. You know, it's it's not quite a free hit because, as you say, Paul, we can we've proved this year we can beat some of the best teams. But yeah, I don't think many fans are going to be going to uh, Fram Park. Very cheap hit. Yeah, that's the way we can we can phrase it. Very cheap hit. Um, yeah, we'll be back with the preview. Uh, what day are we on Wednesday? So we'll be back with a preview tomorrow evening. 
um, with the guys from the PO4 podcast, Matt, and hopefully James Earnshaw, if he arrives back from Fleetwood in time for that. Uh, we will never know. Well, we will know by tomorrow, but we don't know yet. Um, yeah, if you've enjoyed today's pod, do drop us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And until Thursday evening, up the ding. <laughs>